Welcome back, everybody. It's Taco Tuesday! I'm Alex Padilla. I'm Alex Regla. Yo, what is up, everybody? Welcome back. Taco Tuesday. Alex Padilla, Alex Regla with you guys on a Tuesday. Alex, how you doing today? I'm doing well, man. How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing very good. Uh, Hollywood invaded San Diego this weekend. I was down. I didn't go to Comic-Con, but I uh, walked around Comic-Con and got to see all the, the craziness that we haven't seen for the past two years because of COVID and stuff. But always a fun weekend. Always a fun weekend. Uh, what was the uh, best costume you saw? The Someone was dressed like Vecna and hung themselves on the streets of the gas lamp. Oh, wow. Just kind of post, cool. not hung themselves, but like that sounded terrible. Excuse me. <laughs> but they literally just like propped themselves up and they were in a Vecna costume and they were, he was just like standing there, which was really cool. Um, I think a lot of the best costumes I didn't recognize. I just like a lot of anime stuff. People that were super, super dressed up. I did see a, Anytime you see a stormtrooper, I I love it. And I just think it's so cool to see a dude walking around full stormtrooper. That's a lot of those. And then um a literal seven foot five Chewbacca. Don't know how the guy was oh. doing it, but that's I it was impressed because it was like 80 degrees too. There's no way he wasn't hot in there. And I only saw one celebrity sighting. Um, I don't know if you watched Narcos Mexico. Uh, he was one of the actors in there also on a show called Club de Cuervos. Oh, um, wow. Okay. Uh, he, the main, uh, the main guy. While he was there. Oh yeah. I didn't even recognize him. Uh, his name's Luis Gerardo Mendez. I just looked it up. Okay. Um, so they were doing this chant that they do on the show that he's in. <laughs> and I was like, oh, wait, I know that chant. I looked over and I was like, Oh, look, there he is. So, um, yeah, I don't ever go inside Comic-Con, not really a convention type of person, but the action and the excitement around the city is always fun. And then obviously all the trailers and stuff that drops is always awesome. I was going to say, like, I'm not sure how into Marvel you are, but very. Okay. So were you excited (laughs) about like 30 projects coming up in the next four years? I feel like after the infinity or the end game, we've kind of been in a lull. Like it's been, they've been good. Like Spider-Man's been good. Thor, I thought was great. Uh, Spider-Man was good, you know. Um, but I just feel like there, there's no real like forwardness happening. There's a lot of shows now, so it's kind of hard to keep up. So I was excited to see like, what is it, five phases now or six phases now? <laughs> Two Avengers oh, movies crazy. in 2025. Like the, the Black Panther movie looked really, the trailer looked great. The Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm, I'm excited about all that stuff. Yeah, I just remember like when that first like Spider-Man came out in like early 2000s. I was pumped for that, and to yeah. go from that to like getting a Daredevil 18 episode show, mm-hmm. a She-Hulk show. Like I would never ever imagine. Oh, the She-Hulk show. Yeah, I forgot about that too. Black Adam too. I know it's DC, but like The Rock was a uh, was down here. Uh, mm-hmm. A bunch of people. Uh, I am very. Did you watch Game of Thrones? I, I I've never watched. You've never episode. watched Game of Thrones. So there goes our episode comparing Laker players to Game of Thrones because that would be a good one. So are you have no interest whatsoever in Game of Thrones? You know, like when when a show lasts that long, I think it's just so I don't know. It seems daunting to like. Oh, okay, how many seasons was it? I think it's eight. Yeah, see, like it feels like so, like I'm not going to get through eight seasons of a show. Like I don't have the time to do that right now. So it's like if I miss my chance from the ground floor, 
Uh, I usually don't go back and that's crazy. So like, did you ever watch Sopranos? Yeah, I've seen that. Okay. See, like, I, that, yeah. But I, I, I know wasn't too late in on that. I like, feel like just cause game of Thrones was so culturally explosive, you know, mm-hmm. it almost became like the cool thing to say, yeah, I don't watch game of Thrones. I know that's not you, but that's how it became. Sure I would so, like it. It I became just... so big that I feel like people that didn't watch it did it on purpose. Like, yeah, I'm not going to watch Game of Thrones. But if you I, felt I, like it is daunting because every episode is an hour and there's 10 episodes, I think, per season. So you're going to put some real time into it. If I, if I were going to recommend a show that you, that would be one of them though. I know the ending pretty much like veered off, but it's fan. But anyways, Game of Thrones has a new show coming out, like a prequel. Yeah, I saw and that. I'm very into that as well. So cool. Yeah, that 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 was this weekend. A uh, bunch of leftovers still. Like you drove, I drove around downtown yesterday, just kind of cruising, and um, stuff still up. Everything's still busy. So, uh, what about you, man? How are you spending your off season and your summer vacation? Not 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 doing a lot. <laughs> You're on I, Twitter I refreshing a... shams and woes. Uh, yeah, eat. no, I did get a tattoo. Really? My first tattoo. And then the only downside with that is I, you can't go swimming or anything uh, for two to four weeks, basically, until it's healing. That's, right. so that's pretty much my whole... Where'd you get it? Summer. Uh, right in my like inner arm. Okay. Yeah. Oh, look yeah. at that. The cowboy. Yeah, it looks like you. It, that's, it's supposed to look like my dad, So, yeah, but dope. we look alike, so it's easy. And um, but so, yeah, that, Cowboy had on a bandana around your neck. I think it's you. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard of that, the the man on the Zapatillo bottle. Oh yeah. <laughs> I heard a lot of that already. But yeah, so you can't do much. That's they don't tell you that going into it. You can't be out in the sun really. You can't be in the water. And so just indoors and yeah, refreshing Twitter. That's about it. It's about it. So we today I've been refreshing Twitter. Not much today here on a Tuesday. I know that if you follow Silver Screen and Rolls Podcast Network. Anthony's covered a bunch of what's the latest. Um, we have a podcast every single day. Even if there's nothing going on, there's a podcast every single day on this network, which is awesome. So you've heard all the latest, I'm sure, um, from everybody else. But it's our turn to talk about what's going down right now. It's our turn to update you on the up the latest up-to-date rumors, which is all we're in. We're in, we're in rumor hell right now, basically. Like we are getting rumor, we're getting this trade offer, this trade offer, this package, this package, it's the jazz, it's the Knicks, it's the Pacers, it's the Hornets, it's the, the Nets. I think that's about it. I don't know who else has been rumored for Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook is at this point going to half the league. So, but he's still at this moment, a Laker, but of all the, let's just ask it this way. And then we'll, well, how about this? We'll start with some actual news. Cause I think the Lakers did make a move according to Mark Spears, the Lakers, signed assistant coach Phil Handy to a contract extension last week. He had one year left remaining on his contract. I believe he's the only coach remaining from last season or is there two? That's a good question. I have to double check that. Uh, is Miles Simon not there? Anymore? I have to double check. I have, I'll just check real quick. Um, I don't know. I got it. I don't think he is. I thought they just brought back. I'll double check that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I have to double. I've, I've totally. Yeah, I think he's the. Is he the G League coach? No, that's um. See now, oh, you, I'm I blanking know. on everything now. <laughs> Me too. I'm completely blanking on. 
on who they brought. Oh my goodness. I feel embarrassed right now. Um, but anyways, Phil Handy was given a contract extension, which I think is a really good thing, right? Yeah, I'm surprised that um, – uh, well, I'm surprised that, he, number one, he took it, right? Because this is a guy who's, who's already kind of said how much he wants to be a head coach one day and, and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, so I'm surprised he took it. I, I'm happy selfishly that he's going to be around for a little longer. But I do think he's definitely deserving of head coaching somewhere. But in terms of having a, a first-time head coach in Darvin Ham, you can't really ask for a better like lead assistant or assistant than than Phil Handy. And here, you know, he has a lot of great relationships around the league in terms of star players. He's recently worked out with a guy like Kyrie, for example. So those are kind of invaluable traits he offers that other coaches don't. So, and he's definitely not shy in getting into LeBron's face. We saw that last year. So you need as many guys like that as possible within your organization. So I, I think it's a home run that he stays on. Um, on the Lakers website, they only have Ham and Phil Handy. Okay, it, it's Miles Simon is shown as the Lakers South Bay coach. Right. But um, yeah, I I, feel, I don't know. I feel like maybe some of this is outdated. Well, someone that won't be part of the Lakers coaching staff, coaching staff, which I loved when I heard the rumor. Rashid Wallace will not join the Lakers coaching staff this season um, via Yahoo Sports. Quote, after further conversations, former, former NBA also Rashid Wallace will no longer join new Lakers coach Darvin Ham staff. Wallace served as an assistant under Penny Hardaway last season. So no Rashid Wallace, which is to me a massive bummer for the content game. <laughs> From that perspective, I, yeah. Yeah, I get it. Um, yeah, I, I think once they, they filled out the rest of the bench, I think it became obvious that they might not be in a role for Rashid. I know a lot of people wanted him to work with AD and um, just from a personality uh, perspective. But yeah, I, supposedly, you know, he has had the greatest track record in terms of coaching success and the places he has been. But I definitely get the appeal of having a, a veteran, uh, a really well-respected player in his own right to kind of work with AD of all people. But um, yeah, I, I'm glad that Darvin Ham at least seems to, at this point, all these coaches he's, he's either kept or hired have been through his own like wishes. And that's something that Frank Vogel never got to do. So from that perspective, I, I'm happy at least Ham seems to have got like his voice on these things. Yep. I agree with that. I think it's a little bit of a leeway for the, for the head coach is important, especially after the way things ended with, with Frank Vogel, where it really seemed like he had no control whatsoever. So those are the two Laker news today. Phil Handy extension and no Rasheed Wallace on the coaching staff next season. Now, Alex, for the fun stuff, for the stuff that will never end, Lakers rumors. That's right. Laker trade rumors continue to be just consistently updated every single day. Like I said, we've had Russell Westbrook connected to obviously Brooklyn for Kyrie. We've had Russell Westbrook connected in Charlotte for Rozier, for Hayward, for multiple things there. Westbrook has been connected to Indiana, which according to reports, those are dead at the moment. And that was like a Russell Westbrook, a first round and a couple second rounders for miles Turner and buddy healed. According to Bob Kravitz of the Indy star, that thing is dead at the moment. I'm sure Indy wants the two firsts for that. And then now there's reports that Utah is in the mix because Utah is about to enter a full on rebuild. They traded away Rudy Gobert. They're trying to trade Donovan Mitchell. I don't know what the trade looks like there. Bleacher Report had an idea. I don't know if it's a report, 
that included Mike Conley, Bojan Bogdanovich, a 2027 first round pick and two second round picks. I don't know if that's a report or if just an idea, but Alex Russell Westbrook at the moment, still a Laker, but I think all signs point that they're going to eventually either cave or just move him somehow. Yeah. I think it's a matter of, of when, not if at this point, um, and like, as you were listing off those teams, it, it does seem like the Lakers at least have options, right? I think going into the summer, a lot of people were kind of down on the Lakers prospects in terms of like, well, no one wants Westbrook. Like no one's going to help you out. But um, we also even forgot to add the Knicks into there. The Knicks. Have oh also yeah. I forgot Knicks. about that. Um, but the guy like maybe Julius Randall coming back in terms of salary matching and taking on the rest of his contract. But would you I mean, welcome Julius Randall back with open arms? I, I, I like Julius a lot and he's only a year removed from being like a legit, what, like top 15 player in the league when he, and he just really had down year last year and he has a lot of and money. The Knicks left. had a down year. So yeah. And he didn't handle the, the New York kind of fan base that great last year. Um, and I, I do worry about his fit. Like I, I love Julius. I love him as a player, but like having him with LeBron and AD, I feel like the shooting already, already is an issue. So, uh, but the Lakers have options. I I think it's the main takeaway here. That is a whole other thing, man. Like the three point shooting on this team. It's awful. It's going to be worse. Is it worse as currently constructed? Is this the worst shooting team than last year? Yes. Last year was not good. Cause last year you had hope though. Last year you had some hope that these guys can come in. You like, they got shooters in quotes, right? This season, who's their best shooter? AD LeBron, Maybe hopefully LeBron. not AD it's probably LeBron LeBron. at this point. Right. So, I mean, unless THC has some sort of, you know, renaissance of three point shooting or honestly, like who is the team's go-to three point shooter? Go to. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, I don't think they have one. Maybe and Austin this, Reeves and this day and age, that's a Cole problem. Swider. Cole Swider. And that's a problem in this day and age, man. Like in this, in this day of basketball, yeah, we always talk about wings and we always talk about, you know, like this, the size on the, on the perimeter, but look at who won the NBA finals, you know, and look at who were they playing in the NBA finals? Like two teams that shot the three very efficiently, if not excellently. So um, that's a problem. And I don't think any of these trades that we're talking about is going to solve that problem. I think Kyrie would obviously improve that. Um, but is he going to solve the issue of three points? I don't think so. And I, don't- I think, uh, yeah, I, I think as we kind of went over the roster, I think it makes it more obvious that a trade has to be coming. Like they can't go into the season thinking this roster is going to fit or work in terms of that perspective, which makes mm-hmm. me kind of more optimistic that they'll figure out some type of trade. Um, all the reporting says that Rob Plink and the Lakers are still actively looking for shooting. And the only way to do that, like there's nothing, you're not going to get that in the free agent market at this point. The only way to do that is via trade. So like THG Kendrick Nunn. Yeah. Like so like one, one guy, is it going to fix the Lakers shooting problems, but at least having, it's better than having no guys. Right. Right. So yeah. that's where a buddy healed miles Turner package makes sense. Does uh, buddy- Mike Conley, Bo- Bojan Bogdanovich makes sense. Mm, less, less so I would say okay. shooting wise, but they, they're both probably better shooters than anyone the Lakers have currently. Well, yeah. Conley shot 41% last year from three. And, uh, you know, that's 
significantly higher than Buddy, who shot 36. I, I will say, like, any any Utah trade, I think they would probably get Patrick Beverly back in, in any trade. I think that's who they're really targeting from that that team. From all reporting, is that they really want Beverly. They've had discussions with Utah about Beverly. He's Can we talk about that for player. a second? Yeah. How long would it take you to go from I hate that guy to <laughs> I love that guy? Is he the kind of guy that you hate him when you play against him, but you love him when he's on your squad? Or is it going to be a pretty difficult transition to, to be like, I got to root for Patrick Beverly. Now of all the evil things that Rob Polinka has done to this franchise. Now I have to go and root for Patrick Beverly. I mean, is it, was, it that bad or am I exaggerating? I mean, was that the case with Rondo? Like I, I we, like when he first, first signed Rondo, Rondo, um, everybody don't forget. Everybody hated Rondo. But we you know, always talked about him, eventually yeah, you have to earn your way <laughs> into that love. And he did that in the playoffs and in the championship season. But let's not forget how many podcasts we did about how much we hate Rondo. Yeah. So it's true. I mean, um, he did, we weren't like, come on, buddy. You know, it wasn't anything like that. It wasn't, he wasn't received with open arms here. I think Beverly would be if, if he plays the game, like how he usually does. I, I think he's definitely a guy who you definitely hate from afar, but yeah. when he's on your team, I think every fan base he's been on has like, pretty much embraced him him. Mm -hmm. like the Clippers fan base loved him when he was here in LA Uh, Minnesota's fan base adored him really like he was always up on tables and cheering and all stuff so uh, they and the Lakers definitely need a guard who could defend like he definitely fills a void they don't have and a lot of it honestly comes down to what he does if he embraces the fan base if he endears himself to the fan base then people will 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 root for him and embrace him Mm -hmm. I think a lot of it is what the player does. If he comes in here and he acts a certain way, or if he doesn't, you know, if he's talking about, you know, in Minnesota, we did this or under, under uh, Ty Lu, we did this. If he starts comparing what he used to do and what it is here, like that's a problem. That's not going to endear you to anybody. So I think a lot of it has to do with Pat Bev. And at the end of the day, if the Lakers are winning, he's on the team, all is forgiven from anything. You know, I, I'll, I'll throw a baseball reference in there for years, for years, Yankee fans hated Johnny Damon. Hated Johnny oh, Damon. Yeah. Goes to the Yankees, wins the World Series. They love him. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just the way it works. So, um, but you're right. Rondo was a good example. We, we lived through it. We hated him. He performed in the playoffs. Obviously, he didn't really ever speak, but he performed in the playoffs, and all of a sudden, playoff Rondo is is now goes down in infamy in, Lake, in Lakerland. So, that'd be really interesting, though, because Utah's it's it's stupid to say they don't have a need for Pat Beverly, but they're in a full rebuild right now. Why do they need Pat Beverly? They're not trying to win. He he hurts what their goal is of of not they're winning. Tanking. They don't want to win. Yeah. yeah. Because it's oh, I don't know. I just didn't want to be like, like, we don't need you. You know, like you're gonna be a terrible team and we don't need you. But you're right, he's gonna be miserable. If they're gonna be if they're gonna lose 50 games, 60 games, he's gonna be miserable. And I would say 60 probably if they get rid of Mitchell, that might be more realistic so yeah i is there any way that the lakers can flip russ and i don't know what what i guess it's the same package for everybody right it's it doesn't really there's not a lot of alterations to the trade package it's it's russ it's the two firsts or the one first at tht and kendrick Nunn. that's really all they got yeah that's it it's basically how many picks they're willing to give up in these deals to, to land some of these guys. Cause uh, Russ makes enough money by himself that you really don't need to send any other 
salary out in almost all of these deals, unless you're really trying to get something else back of note in terms of money matching. But yeah, like Utah can easily do a two for one, three for one for Russ and get rid of all those veterans they got back from uh, Minnesota. Like yeah. they really don't have a lot of use for those guys. They're going to try to trade them at the deadline. They're probably going to buy some of them out. Need be. So that, that's why Utah is kind of my dark horse in this whole trade negotiations, because think of how many picks they are going to get this summer alone from Gobert uh, and Mitchell. Yeah. They're going to be the new thunder. Like, are they really going to like hold out for that second pick? Like second first rounder. If right. they already got like 10. Well, <laughs> they are going to make a financial commitment to buy them out, you know? So it, they may want some sort of compensation for the amount of money they have to pay them out. Or they can keep him. Like it, worst case scenario, what it, Russ is what sell some tickets for them this year and averages a triple double. Yeah, it's like they don't they they're one of the few teams like if you look Russ at Indiana, excels on teams that have no expectations. Yeah, and if you look at Indiana, if you look at the Knicks, if you look at the Hornets, these teams either have young players or guard or or the same position, uh, like point guard. They're already filled. Like Indiana has Halliburton. They don't want Russ to go in there and interrupt his development. Mm -hmm. Charlotte has Lamella Ball. They don't want Russ to go in there and mess up his development. New York is trying to win. They're trying to get Donovan Mitchell, Jalen Brunson. They don't Brooklyn has Ben Russ. Simmons, who needs yeah, the ball. That's a bad fit already, is it? Right. So Utah is the only team right now. Out, they don't. They have no logjam. They have no prospect in terms of their. They don't. I mean, they're going to get some guys back here for Donovan Mitchell, but none like that. Russ like significantly hinders their development. So it's pretty, it's pretty safe to assume that Mitchell will be traded, but is it another holdup too? Like the jazz have to trade Mitchell before they trade anything else to see what oh, they yeah. get from it. So it's like, it's Lakers are almost in a waiting game with the two big teams. The only yep. one that they're not in a waiting game for, it's just, if they want to pull the trigger and I was with Indiana, Yeah, that's really what it seems like. I think in Brooklyn, I genuinely think they are waiting now because they are obviously if Sean Marks is playing the dopest head games or there, he really is like ship trying to, to shop Kevin Durant, or he's just going to burn every locker room down as he can, which would be hilarious. The fact that, Hey, yeah, they try to give me a Jalen Brown and Jalen Brown's over there tweeting SMH. Like if he just destroys the Celtics, like that's great. By the way, what are you doing? If you are engaging in that conversation, Boston, like you were in the finals, you, you swept KD. Like, what are you doing? That makes absolutely no sense to me whatsoever to even, it makes no sense to me. Zero. So I hope Boston pulls that trade off because I think Boston gets worse. And I know that's ridiculous to say with KD, but I, I mean, are they a playoff team if they have to get rid of Jalen Brown? I know they like, like Marcus Smart. Like, are they a, are not a playoff team? Are they an NBA finals team? I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you mean, you bring up a good point about like, the Lakers at this point, the only deal they could do is that Pacers deal. Like, but there's what, like that Pacers deal is not going anywhere. Uh, like why I don't see other teams lining up to trade for Turner, buddy healed. If they, if they were, they would have been traded already last yeah. season, this past during free agency, they try to give Turner to Phoenix or Deandre Aiden. Phoenix said, no, we're good. Like we don't want miles Turner. So those guys are going to be there now and they'll be there in September. So the Lakers so, don't have to be desperate at this moment and, and trade those two first rounders. They might eventually, right. but right now is not the time. So of the Utah trade, let's say it's who is the Utah trade? It, like we like, know what's going out, what's coming in. It, like Pat Bev, maybe Michael, was it, was it Beasley? No, not Michael Beasley. Wait, Michael Beasley? Who, see, now I'm, I'm blanking on the guy's names. Uh, Malik Beasley. Sorry, Malik Beasley. I was thinking of the other 
former Laker. Um, Malik Beasley, Patrick Bev, and maybe one of the other vets they have on the team. Um, okay. Jared Vanderbilt, um, who came over in Minnesota, just signed with Clutch today, by the way, uh, which yeah. always raises an eyebrow when, the, when it know. happens. So, um, yeah, so it's going to be like a three-for-one type deal where the Lakers get like death back and, and drop Russ, and maybe does it cost two first-rounders? So that, it's around that type of package. All right. Uh, and then you have in Indiana, you'll get back Buddy Heald and Miles Turner. Yeah. In Brooklyn, you'll get back Kyrie. Mm-hmm. In, Char- in New York, you get back Julius. Is that it? Probably. You're like Fournier and like Derek Rose. Maybe. Charlotte, you would get back Gordon. Rosier. Rosier. Okay. So of all, the, combo. The, of all those possible combos, which one excites you the most? Ooh. Well, I, Kyrie, I think, is easily the best of that, that group. Mm-hmm. And if you also are somehow to still able to get like a Joe Harris, obviously, I, I, I don't, I don't know if those talks are even still going on. We can get someone else, but if it's a one for one, yeah, I'll do Kyrie. Um, but, but if that's just done and maybe it is at this point, if it's all their reports are to be believed, I, I, I still like the Indiana deal quite a bit. I, I think that fills two needs. You get spacing and shooting in two different positions. Um, if the Turner thing doesn't work, uh, work out, I think he's a free agent in a year. He just mm-hmm. walks. If it does work out, you could try to extend him. Buddy, his contract um, decreases per year from here on out. So he might be even easier to trade if that doesn't work out. So I, I like that deal. I think that's my 1A, 1B. What about you? Um, my one, I'm going to put up the Buddy Heald, Miles Turner deal on top because okay. I think it's a safer bet, if that makes any sense. I, like, I agree if it is something that you don't have to worry about what happens off the court, uh, probably things you don't have to worry about in the locker room, probably things you don't have to worry about in headlines. Like I don't think mm-hmm. Skip Bayless is going to be uh, debating about Miles Turner and Buddy Heald as much as he is Kyrie Irving. Um, just less attention. And also I would very much like to be done with the Buddy Heald to the Lakers rumors. <laughs> I very Nothing much else. like to close that chapter in my life. Um, I don't think there's ever been a more B player talked about to go to the Lakers ever. It is just beyond ridiculous how much Buddy Heald has been rumored to this team for the type of player he is. Like, listen, I'm, I'm what I mean by he's not a superstar. He's not an all star. He's not going in the Hall of Fame. He's not a max guy. Like, so I would very much like to be done with the Buddy Heald rumors. I think that's a number one reason why. <laughs> um, also, but yeah, the, the safety of it. Um, you know, I just think the depth it adds, it's two players instead of one player. Um, yeah, it just, I think Kyrie makes you a legitimate threat. Mm-hmm. And I do believe that vaccine rules are gone next year. So he that, will be yeah. available. That That's was also, today. Um, he will be available every game except Toronto. So, um, yeah, that was my one is Indiana. Two is Brooklyn. I don't like the players you said in, in, in Utah. If the Bleacher Report package was there, I, would, I wouldn't mind that one of the Conley Bogdanovich thing. Um, and Charlotte is very is like way below. I don't like anything Charlotte has. Yeah, I, I think that's probably where the Lakers have it too. I think it's, they definitely have a preference of um, between Kyrie and then the Pacers package. And I, I think it just represents like Kyrie gives you a higher ceiling, right? Yes. And the Pacers trade gives you a higher floor. I think the Turner yes. AD 
combo has been something a lot of people have speculated will be like one of the better front courts if they were ever to kind of hook up because you have a guy in Turner who can space the floor finally for a guy like AD who he's kind of always wanted. And we saw how that looked with Gasol, which was pretty good. But at, but you also have a guy who's much more athletic than Gasol and who's been Younger. like a top five rim protector in the last three or four years mm-hmm. and could also shoot it like at 35, 40% clip. And then you have Buddy Heal too, again, even I, I would say like those raw numbers, like 36% could be a bit misleading because he takes a lot of hard like threes. And then he has, he's had to play on the Kings and then the Pacers. Like he hasn't had anyone to really set him up for open shots. So um, yeah, I, I like yeah, that. But guys yeah. like that, guys like that, that come here, don't make them when they get open. So <laughs> You're, we're just uh, scarred from that. I mean, how many you got Danny green, Wes Matthews. Those are the two that come to mind. The, the dude, uh, uh, from the Clippers, what's his freaking name? Uh, Muscala. Um, what other three point <laughs> specialists have, what other three point specialists have we got that stunk it up? Reggie, Reggie Bullock, Reggie Bullock. That's um, another one who last year, who, who Wayne, on Ellington. Wayne Ellington, Trevor, he, like, made him. he just couldn't do anything else. Is the thing. There's a problem. Did he make him? I don't remember okay. him making he a He just wasn't one. playable on defense. So he just couldn't get on the floor. So that's what I'm saying. Like, these guys that have had success elsewhere come here and go into a pit of hell of three points. Like they can't like the basket is smaller in, in staple or crypto than it is everywhere else or something. So yes, I'm scarred. Can you tell? If, oh, if, so if it's not the, if it's not the Pacers or, or Nets deal, which, which of those three, the, the others, would you, would you be okay? Not maybe not thrilled or happy with, but you're like, okay, like I can, I can roll with this. I can roll with Pat Bev on my team. Yeah, I, I like the Utah deal, especially if you yeah. can get uh, was it Bogdanovich in, yeah. in that deal. Also, I think he mm-hmm. he slides into that shooting three three four that you need. If you get Pat Bev, then maybe you get something else. Also, like I wouldn't be like opposed to getting Conley and Pat Bev back in the deal. Like that's fine with me. Like they they don't have a lot of traditional mm-hmm. type point guards, and uh, yeah, so I, I like the Utah deal also. And like I said, I, I think there's enough. Well, let me ask you this that, question: If they get Buddy and Turner, who's the starting point guard? I, I was gonna say there. I, I have like, like, can they do but Buddy and Turner and then go trade for Pat Bev on the side? Because you don't need to trade Tht or Kendrick Nunn to to make the the Russ Buddy Turner thing. If you can keep a first yeah. out of that deal, or even maybe you don't even need to keep a first. Like Pat Bev is not gonna probably cost a first. You could no, probably, I would. Can you imagine you giving do, up a first for Pat Bev? Yeah, no, no you could probably do Tht in like a second. Or second for Bev. What if maybe just THC for Bev straight up? What if Kendrick's nuns knee finally disinflames? I don't know if that's a word. And he's a good point guard. He was good against the Lakers in the finals. Like that's what I'm saying. Like, hey, we can be upset because the Lakers were never honest about his injury, which I think people would have been less down on none if the Lakers were honest about his injury. But the fact that they like just for lack of a better term, just dicked around with the public about how he was actually, how hurt he was. Mm-hmm. People started hating on none. Like he was doing something wrong because the Lakers publicly were saying day to day, day to day, uh, 10 days, whatever, you know, he, they never really, unless he really had 25 setbacks last year, then like Kendrick Nunn didn't do anything really wrong. No. no. So what if Kendrick Nunn, and now I'm being as positive as I, could, as I can possibly be, if, if, if they trade Russ for Buddy and Miles and you can get Buddy off the bench with Kendrick Nunn starting, some depth. 
You got Thomas Bryan on the bench. I mean, I think that's really it. Uh, or I mean, Austin Reeves, obviously. You got Stanley Johnson, Wenyan Gabriel. It's not like, not the sexiest names by any means, but <laughs> it's a serviceable roster that can, that is a little, that provides depth that you don't have. If Kendrick is healthy, if Kendrick is Miami Kendrick, if THT can just not be as terrible as he was last year, like there's, that's all possible. Mm -hmm. It is. So. And Kendrick's going to be in a contract year, right? You, you never, mm -hmm. you always have a Malik monk year. Yeah. And I, that, I'm writing about it, but Lonnie Walker also being a contract year, like, like there's downsides and, and perks in, in having that. Cause guys are probably just going to be bouncing at the end of the year, but at the same time, they're going to play their absolute or try to play their absolute best. To try to get that, that money for next year. So um, I, if Kendrick's healthy, then yeah, I think he's definitely an impact player. They sign, they, they're paying him like he is. So yeah, I think he's a guy who can maybe probably fill in there in the starting lineup. If he's healthy and shows he's the Kendrick, none of the, that was in Miami. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Um, uh, hopefully something happens. <laughs> I mean, that's we really what it is where it's rumor central right now. And that's what we think with the latest that's going on. And Alex, you said you're writing something. What's next on silverscreenroll.com. Yeah. So I'm writing something on, on Lonnie, on Lonnie Walker, the, the new Laker and how, man, he and Malik Monk are very similar. They're both going to be joining the Lakers in their fifth season. They both got let go by the teams that drafted them. They're both first round talents. They're both essentially betting on themselves to get their next, their next contract somewhere else. And the Lakers are going to try to do with Walker, what they did with Monk. They're going to try to put him in a position where you try to limit all his weaknesses and take the ball out of his hands and make him a better shooter and try to make him passable on defense. And they're going to hope that he can deliver at the same kind of productive rate as Monk did. So yeah, basically just kind of comparing those two players and, um, what Walker has to do to be an impact player this year. It's at Alex M Regla on Twitter, catch his work there. He writes for silverscreenroll.com. I'm at Alex Padilla 86. You can catch me there. I don't write for silverscreenroll.com. I just do this on Tuesdays, taco Tuesday, subscribe on Spotify, Apple, Google. We appreciate everybody listening. We appreciate everybody rating and, and commenting and all that stuff. So shout out to everyone that listens. We really appreciate it each and every week. We'll see if there's any updates by the time we talk to y'all next week. Alex, talk to you then. Thank you, man.